Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Good morning, Tara. Hello, Jill. It is early and we are rocking it. I know. 8 a.m. Pretty excited. I have to ask you, though, have you ever (laughs) applied makeup? And you know, sometimes you like, you kind of like dot it on, like maybe you're doing foundation or maybe doing bronzer or blush or something. You sort of like dot it on your face and you forget to blend like a particular spot and you walk around for a little while and then eventually someone says to you, you have a brown stripe down your nose. (laughs) Does that ever happen to you? I have to know, but did it happen to you? (laughs) (laughs) It did. Thankfully, I didn't get too far, but I had put on, I used this really good bronzer stick um, and I, uh, I, I stuck, I like, put a little swipe down my nose and I don't usually do that, but I don't know. I was inspired. (laughs) And I went downstairs and saw Sophie, my daughter. Um, and she was like, what's happening with your nose? And I was like, Oh, I totally forgot to blend it. Well, at least you didn't leave the house. What's the bronzer you're using? Um, so I should say actually, by the way, cause somebody meant somebody wrote in about this, that we don't get paid for any of the, the companies we talk about, just so people know, like these are truly our own opinions and we're not, we're not getting paid for mentioning them on this podcast, but, uh, the bronzer stick is milk. It's milk. Milk oh. is the brand. Um, and I really like it. I don't know. It just, it gives you like a lot of control. I like, I like powder bronzer too, but this is like a creamy stick and it's, easy to put on wherever you want to put it on. And I also, as you know, I'm extremely sweaty after I work out in the morning. And so on like damp skin, it's a little easier to put that on than trying to put a a powder um, blush. I actually have never tried a um, stick of, uh, of what is what we were just talking about? Bronzer. See, because it's so early. But I do, I have started using uh, gel cream um, blush and I actually really like it. Yeah, I do too. I use um, Ilia. Oh, nice. Blush. That's really good. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so moving on to the topic of the day. So we're going to talk about quality, reputation, and experience in, in businesses. And, you know, when we were talking about this before we got on, the podcast, we were saying, um, it's kind of interesting because you almost, when you're choosing a business to work with, or when you're hiring somebody, you know, you're always like thinking about those three things, whether explicitly or implicitly. And when you think about like just major companies, major corporations, they always talk about some, some combination of those three things, quality, reputation, and experience. Um, but I don't know. I wanted to talk with you, Tara, a little bit about how it might apply to your kind of business, because I feel like in creative industries, sometimes it's hard to judge quality because it's a little bit subjective. Um, and some, you know, so I wanted to kind of ask you, like, how do you, how do you think about quality, reputation and experience when it comes to your business? 
Yeah, I think the quality part is a little bit tricky because I don't know, we in the creative industry, I don't really know how you would judge that. I think as a clothing designer, that would obviously be much easier to judge, right? Because of the quality of their clothing, the quality of their line. I think for me, it's probably a lot of reputation because a lot of the way I get my business is word of mouth um, and my experience for who I've worked with. But I think the quality piece is tricky, definitely tricky. Yeah. And I mean, for me, you know, if I'm hiring somebody, it's really hard to judge quality. I mean, you can you can get references, you can talk, you can obviously interview them. um, And you can find out about their reputation, you can read about their experience, you can validate their experience, their reputation by doing, you know, reference checks. But as we all know, reference checks, you know, are a little, I think it's important to do them, because you might hear something that would make you more or less excited about the person or the business. But you know, it's it's a little bit like they're gonna choose who to send you to do the reference checks, but um, the quality piece is tricky. I mean, sometimes I will have people create a work piece of work product. So if I'm hiring them for a specific job, I might have them just do like a mini mini you know project where they just submit a piece of work, and I can try to judge the quality from there. But it's really hard, um, I find, to judge to judge quality in an interview setting, at least. When you're interviewing somebody or when you have a candidate that you're interested in, this is just a little side note, but do you look up their social media? Do you go to their social media? Because I I know a lot of people immediately do because they want to see what they're putting out there. And it's really a way to get to know, you know, who this person is. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I tell my kids this every day too, like what, whatever you're doing now on Snapchat and wherever that is going to, you should just be prepared for that to come up in a job interview. Um, but yeah, I absolutely do. And it's not really, it's not to catch them out on anything. It's more just like, who am I hiring? You know, what are their, sometimes you can get a sense for their, um, their values, like how they spend their time and, uh, you know, and, Obviously, we only I would only really look at that as it's relevant to the position I'm hiring for. But, um, you know, the, you want somebody who isn't posting, you know, nude selfies every day. Like that's I mean, particularly unless you're hiring for that kind of job, maybe you are. But, you know, if I'm hiring them for that great quality, let's put yeah. <laughs> if I'm sending them out on, you know, sales calls, I'm just not sure. I Yeah. So. <laughs> But it's true. I tell my kids the same thing. You have to be very mindful of what you put out there. And I am very mindful because, you know, I put so much out there that I really need to think about, not that I would ever put nudes out there, but I do think about everything that I post because it's really important because once it's out there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what about uh, experience? How do you when you are talking to a new client, how do you convey, you know, your experience to them? That's if a really they good say to you. Yeah. If they say like, what's, so tell me about your experience in styling, Tara. You know what question I get all the time is, did I go to school for fashion? And I did not go to school for fashion. And, you know, most people who are in the industry have gone to school for fashion. And so 
I always just say I was born into fashion because I'm from LA and it's always been a passion of mine. And so that is a question I always get. I don't think it deters people, but you know, it does maybe make them think a little bit about uh, my experience because I didn't. But you know, I am, I've been doing it a long time. And I think that I have worked with a lot of people. And I can convey that. And, you know, I always, a lot of times just say, let's just work together. And you can see if you like the outcome. And I think that can just judge for itself. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you ever get asked for references? Not so much. No, I don't really get asked for references. Actually, But, you know, I do have, when you're working with social media, they want to see your media kit. So they want to see who you've worked with. And they want to see your numbers. It's a very big numbers game. So how did things perform? And that's how they judge you or want to work with you. I think the numbers thing is changing a little bit because social media and Instagram is always so unpredictable now. But they do want to see my media kit and who I've worked with. So that's pretty much a, you know, it's it's like a um, resume. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And they probably want to make sure that they're in good company with the other brands that you're featuring. That's so interesting. So that actually really speaks to, you know, for a business like yours, you really need to figure out um, the your focus. Like, are you going to be high end? Are you going to be low end? Are you going to be some mixture? Or is it some other metric? Maybe it's not high low, but because if you, you know, if you're, if you've worked with H&M and then Gucci wants to work with you. Are they put off by that or do they like that? That's really, that feels like a tricky puzzle to figure out. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think this brings it back to quality in a sense, because it, I am, everything I do is higher quality than a lot of other people are putting out there who are maybe younger influencers, but I won't, I don't want to change that because of the quality of the people that I actually work with um, my clients. So Yes, all of it in itself it tells its own story, and it's a thoughtful story, and it's consistent. So my story is I'm a stylist. I, I work with high-end clients. My Instagram is high quality. Everything I put out is high quality. So if somebody to work look at all my work, it would be consistent. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is it's very consistent. You know who I am. You know my brand. Yep. Is there, has there ever been a time you can think of where you have maybe sacrificed quality reputation or experience in, you know, whether you've worked with somebody or hired a photographer or anything you can think of, like, is, have you ever, you know, sacrificed on one of those dimensions? Absolutely. I think when you start out too, as a business, I mean, I've done so many things that, um, maybe it weren't, I wouldn't say so many things, but you know, I did like work with brands or photographers or whatever that maybe wasn't the quality of the work that I'm doing right now. But I think when you're starting out, that's totally normal and that you want to, you know, get your feet wet and you want to work with as many people as you can. So I'm, I'm sure you've hired people that maybe weren't of quality reputation and experience either. Could that be true? Yeah. Yes. Although I would say quality and reputation trump experience. If you have to give up on one of them for me, because experience is, if, if the quality and the commitment and the reputation are there, 
and just the work ethic, then I think experience comes along and you can help with that experience. And if you're, you are starting out, you're starting a business or you're just early, um, you know, in your career, you, you may have to, to work with folks who are less experienced and that's okay. And that actually can be a really positive thing too. I totally agree. I mean, I, I often, uh, photographers reach out to me and they've never really worked with somebody like me. And I love to work with them because they don't have the experience. And so I want to give them that experience. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to learn how to do it and how else are they going to learn? You know? Yeah. It's win-win. Win, 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 win. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say thank you for all of these wonderful questions. I feel like I was just interviewed and I hope that I get hired. Would you hire me, Jill? <laughs> I would hire you all day and all night, Tara. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, beaded shorts, running shorts, board shorts.